So this is episode 14 of Olu Swole, the podcast on the budget. I'm excited to welcome our guest. He's an aspiring engineer and an individual who is almost as fast as I am. Lucas, what's good? How are we doing? How are we doing, Timmy? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, we're just... I'm glad I got the invite. I'm glad I got the invite. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you came on. Thanks for accepting the glad invitation. I'm here. I've got nothing else to do, so. Yeah, you even mentioned it uh, off the air, but you're in New Zealand right now under mm-hmm. lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. Quarantine, two weeks. Mm. No leaving the hotel. It's, it's um, you know, it could be worse. It's a nice hotel. You know, the food's decent. Three meals a day. You can get Uber Eats if you want, which is great. So I can order mm. food. Um, dude, have you ever had a PCR test? Because those things are horrible. They stick mm. it up your nose, and it's one of the most uncomfortable feelings I've ever had. Like my eyes are just literally like five minutes ago, I just had one. So my eyes are still like watering a bit from the, just the thing up my nose. It's horrible. I feel like everyone has a different experience when it comes to that thing. Cause when I was coming to the U S for college, I had to get one cause I was flying out and yeah. it was, it was fine. Like they just really? stuck it up and it was completely fine. Yeah. I but mean, it, just, it depends. I've, I've had, I think I've had three now I've had, cause we have to have one on day zero, one on day three. And then I have to have another one day before I leave. Um, mm. and they are, they are horrible, man. I think they, they, they just, they're just so uncomfortable. Like they go so far up and it's just, I don't know. I just hate it. I just hate it. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. I try not to look at the Q-tip when they're putting it up. Cause it's, it's a very weird thing to look at. I just breathe through my mouth and look at the, look up and just pray. It's like quick. Cause sometimes like my second one, I had the, the, the one today was like, it wasn't bad, but like, it was like, it wasn't great. But like the one I had when I just got to New Zealand, she had really like she kept it up there for a long time. You know, it was up there for a while, and it was and I was my eyes I was just like crying like it was <laughs> I'm like in pain, just like my eyes just watering so much. It was like it was so horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's a sign of the times. You know, yeah. those PCR tests will be a trademark of the COVID era once this era but, is over. You know what's crazy though? Like when I was like coming on the bus to like to the hotel from the airport. I was like looking out the window, I was going through the city cause I'm in the city right now. Mm. And I was just looking at like people in like restaurants and stuff, dude, no masks. People are just socializing, standing up. It's crazy. Like New Zealand is like, it's like completely COVID free apart from like obviously where I am now, which is like how they've kept it. So, you know, under control. Yeah, New Zealand, I mean, I've been seeing that. I remember when we were in deep COVID in the US and then I look on Instagram, I see people in Australia, New Zealand just having concerts. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you guys are living different out there. But it's because you guys have strict regulations and they're effective. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's good. Done well. They've done well. It's also because I feel like it's not really like a, it's not like Heathrow is like a hub for where everyone will go to like, like they'll travel through Heathrow or they'll, you know, it's like a, it's a very common place to travel to. Whereas I feel like New Zealand, Australia, it's very like you go there for holiday or if you live there, you don't travel through there. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not a very common yeah. place. It's not like there's not as many planes coming through and out of um, England, of um, of New Zealand. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Mm. Crazy times. Yeah. Mm. So I just wanted to give a bit of context as to how we know each other. So you joined the school I was at when you were in year 10. I believe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's ninth mm-hmm. grade. You were there from your 10 to your 13. So ninth grade, ninth grade through 12th grade. And uh, we didn't have any of the same classes until no. sixth form. We were in the same no. math class. No, we had the same math class in sixth form, which is, which is good. It was a good yeah. class. It was a very good class. Very enjoyable yeah. class. We had a good table. 
Yeah, yeah, that table, that table was something else. <laughs> that table was so like, it was unique because it was just you doing Mandarin the whole lesson, and then you had, and you had Kareem who was never there, just didn't show up. <laughs> and Chloe. Yeah, it was good. yeah, good times in that class. Yeah, um, and I remember you know in school you're involved in. Uh, you know, sports, a lot of sports related mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. we're going to expand on that later on the podcast, you know, okay. rugby, sprinting, mm-hmm. uh, anything else outside of that? I did the swimming. So I was on swimming squad. I wasn't, I wasn't one of the top swimmers, but I was on it. Um, okay. Still better than Jack. If he hears this, it'll be interesting to see, uh, to hear what he has to say he about is. that. I hope yeah. he is. <laughs> You've lived in places like many places across the world, like Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Italy, yeah. and there, there are plenty more that I'm missing out. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you think living in so many places across the world shapes like the way you think and the way you approach things? Oof. I guess uh, they've all been very different. Like Italy was, I would say Italy was like probably the biggest, one of the biggest change ups to like my lifestyle. Um, it was Italy's a crazy place to live. Obviously, you go to a lot of places like, for example, Dubai. It's not, it's not an English country, but everyone speaks English, right? Like you can get away with not speaking Arabic. Um, whereas Italy, you really, it's really hard to get away with, with not speaking Italian. Like you have to like know it a little bit because they'll, you'll go to restaurants or even the supermarket and you just, there will be people, people that just don't know any English. Um, mm. and so, yeah, it was, that was, I said, I was, I was young as well. So it was hard, like moving there at such a young age. And like, it's obviously you can imagine like moving away from like friends you've known. It is tough. It's tough, you know, mm. like especially as a young, obviously now we're all going to university. It's like everyone's at the end of their, you know, younger life. It's you know, time to move on and be adults and we all separate. But yeah, no, Italy was crazy. Um, Dubai was, Dubai and Abu Dhabi was, was probably, I'd say it was my two favorite places to live because mm. I don't know. I just like the, the weather. Obviously you, when I came to England, I mm. severely underestimated the level of rain and terrible weather that is in England. Like you live in Abu Dhabi and like it's always sunny. It is like boiling hot, but you, you like you take for granted the sun, and it is like like people in the UK when 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 the sun comes out or they see like on the weather forecast the sun is it's going to be out in the next few days. They'll make plans for the day. They'll make they'll go to the beach. They'll, like they'll make full plans because that is like so rare. As whereas when we were in Abu Dhabi and it rained, it was like it was like. The next, like it was crazy. Like remember when it was raining at school and everyone was like staring out the windows because it was like it's yeah, raining. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and in England, everyone sees the rain, just like oh, it's raining again. Oh, typical. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, saying that Abu Dhabi has nice weather is definitely a hot take because you think? I mean, I, yeah, because I go to school in Philadelphia, and you know, from January till April, it was cold, like snowy yeah. in it was snowy in january and february and that even in march and april it wasn't snowing but it was still very cold like we were wearing thick jackets and it was raining and mm. all that i would rather have that kind of weather because at least i can put on more layers in the cold really? as opposed really? to yeah as opposed to being in the heat wow. where it's just you can't take skin off you know you can't remove layers it's just hot we did have ac though there was always you know we always had ac whereas in the uk when it's I don't know how hot does it get where, where in um the US like during summer does it get quite hot? Uh, like where you're not not that hot. Not sorry, yeah. what did you say? It's different around the US, but obviously where you're from was it was it quite hot? 
Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. It's not that hard. We're talking like uh, 80-something degrees Fahrenheit, which is, what's that in Celsius? Probably 30-something degrees Celsius, but I could be wrong. Okay. But yeah. Hey, is it, do they, have, do they, they probably have AC there, don't they? they, do they have AC? Yeah, we do. No we AC do, but... in the UK. They don't have AC in the UK. So when uh-huh. it's summer and you're in your, your little, you know, cramped, you know, university room, bro, oh my God, the sweat. Like I just obviously I just left the UK and they're going into summer and it was hot, man. Like at night, it was like there's no AC, so you just you just have to deal with it. So mm. I'd say that, I'd say the UK, it's probably not like the most ideal weather. I'd say that's probably the worst thing about living in the UK is the weather. Um, mm. Whereas Abu Dhabi, you know, it, it was hot, but at least you had AC, so you were never like you never uncomfortable. Like you always could change the temperature of of your room, which was which is good. It's 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 uh, something I miss. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, AC is definitely a big deal. That's another way of looking at it for sure. Yeah. Uh, I remember that you were talking about living in Italy, and then you said yeah. that it was pretty hard to go around without learning Italian. Did you pick up yeah. any Italian? I picked up. I probably picked up. You know, I picked up a little bit. I was obviously learning it at school, and mm. like like my Arabic, it, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean. I, uh, you know when you like you don't know like if you don't know someone's language you can like get away with it a little bit if you just like use hand gestures like they'll indicate like that's mostly what I was doing but if someone like people would come up to me on the street in Italy and ask me like like a, they would speak full Italian to me and I'd be like uh sorry <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and they would just stare at me and I was yeah they, they, it, was, it was different it was different it was definitely an experience oh for sure definitely sounds living, like it yeah I was living in Milan as well which was like it was quite like the eco- the economy was it was it wasn't great so there was a lot of there was a lot of homeless people so it was i would say it was it was quite depressing at times living in italy like the city mm. you go to the city of milan and it's beautiful like you have the cathedral and you know the, you know it was it was packed it was it's you know it's like the monuments and all the all the tourism is great but like outside actually living there in like the suburbs it's, it's a bit depressing man mm. my opinion yeah, I mean, I've never been to Italy, so I can't really speak on that. But it's interesting yeah. that you say that. Well, obviously, um, that's not all of Italy. Just yeah, just yeah, yeah. Out. Just just yeah. where you yeah. where you were specifically in Milan at that time mm. period. But yeah, sounds like a cool experience. You, right now, you're at the university. I mean, physically, you're not at the University of Exeter because mm. you just finished your first study. year. But mm. you study at the University of Exeter. You're doing civil engineering. Totally. I was I was thinking because they um for the first year they do general engineering so. All the engineering students just do the same classes. I was thinking of actually transitioning, you know, like doing a little bit of entrepreneurship and engineering, maybe. But I decided cool. you know, I was just going to stick with civil. I think it's actually a really good idea to do that, you know, first year, just make it general, so people get like a idea of more time at least to think of what they might want to do in the future. Yeah. As in, like, as in, like changing. Can- you can change like from from a certain engineering course to another engineering course. There's so many mm-hmm. that, like. Like general engineering, there's all these. It's crazy, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I think that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. It's good that you're not set in stone because you can say you want to do something, but you don't really know how it's like until you actually do it. So it's yeah, it's tough to know in sixth form as well, like what you want to do with the rest of your life as well. That was like mm. that was tough. I remember in year thirteen, like September, like trying to think of like really finalize what I was actually going to pick, and it was tough, man. I was really like stressed about it. Mm. I know there's some people that just know exactly what they want to do. Like Lofi was like pretty sound law, wasn't he? Like he knew mm. I'm going to do law at university. And mm. it, 
yeah but some people it's it's tough and i was actually debating about this with lofi i think what was it i think it was when i was in abu dhabi in december and yeah. we we're talking about like the differences in the u.s and the uk system because for the u.s you choose your major it, for most schools like you choose your major at the end of your second year whereas the uk even though you can do like there, you can do whatever engineering course you want as an Exeter student your first year. Yeah. Um, but you can't transition from like engineering to let's say finance. You know. Yeah. Like you, for UK universities in general, you're kind of set in stone as to like mm -hmm. what you want to study. Mm -hmm. So in case if you don't like your course, you have to like drop out and then reapply through UCAS and then go to a different school or do a different course, which is a lot of hassle. I'm not saying that the U.S. is better than the U.K. Um, mm. in all aspects. But I'm just saying that in that particular aspect, I like the kind of options the U.S. system gives you. I think that's like I think that should be like implemented a lot more because it's so hard to like know exactly what you want to do. And like I think it's good that like they let people experiment a little bit first year. Like just let people mm -hmm. get an idea of what engineering is about. And like we've done all types of engineering this year. So we've done like electronic engineering, mechanical civil we've done like even the entrepreneurship side of engineering we did a lot of that and you get an idea of like what it's like you know and what you'll be experiencing in the next few years and i know a lot of people in my like you know some of my people in my course they they did transition because they were like wow i really didn't think this was gonna be like that and they can you know they get the option to actually choose another you know another route it's good yeah it's definitely a good thing i like the kind of options they give you um how is the grind like? Yeah, what's the engineering Actually, grind like? Do you know what? It's not been as hard as I would have thought it would be. Like mm. compared to like last year of A levels, obviously we didn't finish the year, we didn't get to the exams, but leading up to the end of the year, it was pretty A levels was like year thirteen was, you know, it was pretty heavy. Um and first year I would say it's been it's been it's not been as hard, man. It's really not. Like Obviously, the con I'd say the content has definitely been harder, but like the step up, it's just not been as it was from GCSE to A level. It's not been even from year twelve to thirteen. It's not it's not been a big step up. I don't think. Obviously, you have other things to worry about, like living on your own, you know, food, you know, socializing. Socializing is, is I think was one of the main reasons even working at a, at a certain level would be hard because you have to make you're making friends, like new friends, and you're working at the same time. It's tough. So it's hard, you know. I'd say that was probably mm -hmm. the first because first time I'd say that was probably the hardest part was trying to make friends and um, getting the work done at the same time. But as mm -hmm. as the year went on, it all kind of like you got into the flow of it, and it was it was fine. So I didn't find this year particularly hard. I have heard from like I, I have like friends in, at Exeter in third year engineering, and um, they've said it, it steps up year two. Year two apparently is very like work heavy. Yeah, so I'm expecting. Expecting the worst in September. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe you'll be up for the challenge. Um, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not doing engineering, but my first year, I feel like I had the problem with me. Like I, in year 13, was that I was doing so much that like I, I didn't have time for anything. You know what I mean? So I was always like tired. Yeah. So I was always kind of like tired. I remember seeing you like in the. In, at lunch like towards the end of year 13 you were in the study blocks every lunch just like grinding like even in, grind even in math and you were doing mandarin like that just shows like and it's not like you were slacking in math either like you were doing well in math that just shows like how much work you were actually putting in year 13 
yeah thanks man i appreciate that it was definitely and then behind the scenes doing all those essays for like the schools i was applying to like it was a lot of work so like now in my first year of college the it was more academic academically it was more rigorous but the thing is i feel like i had more time on my hands because i wasn't doing i was getting more sleep and then i was i had more control of my schedule as well so i feel like you know i was able to manage my time a bit more and do do better and the my classes weren't too difficult as well in my opinion so they were pretty doable but i agree yeah. like the social aspect can be kind of tricky especially during a covid year i would yeah. say it's overwhelming yeah it was quite mm. overwhelming for me at least i'd say like not because it was like i was struggling to make friends it was just the fact that you like i met i remember the first week i probably met like I'd say hundreds of people where I would just like having conversations with hundreds of people that I've never mm. met before. And it's like, it's draining. Like, and it's like, it, it's tough, man. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a strange experience as well because you have these conversations with people you never met and they are all similar. It's, you know, what's your name? You know, what course are you doing? Uh, where are you from? You know, what accommodation are you in? You know, it's like, and, and then you like, you kind of like, as the year goes on, you kind of like narrow your friendship group down to like, yeah, 10 people, 20 people. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely met more people than I did because, um, yeah, we were on campus in the second semester yeah. uh, yeah. at Penn, but first semester we were at home. So second semester, uh, there's, we were able to see each other, but there were still COVID regulations, regulations we had to follow. So I was able to meet people, but at the same time, I don't think I necessarily narrowed down as to like my, who my close circle is like exactly. Like, mm. I know a few people, but like I don't know, I don't have like a defined group yet. It's still kind of fluid. I, yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, next semester it'll, it'll be easier to you know find out kind of group that I fall into. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, going to university in the UK as an 18 year old sounds like a movie. I'm not gonna Do lie. They, yeah, I think may, so. You know what? They, if you think about a stereotypical university year, like. I would say the UK is pretty like it's pretty on point with that. I'd say it's very like it's very stereotypical, like heavy drinking, not much work being done by a lot of people. Um, like the people in the UK, like they like they're like wild animals first year, dude. Like they just <laughs> like they just drink like you know it's every night. Like some, not everyone obviously, but there's a lot of people that were drinking every night in my like my blog. It's you know it's it's you know it's definitely an experience. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Y'all wilding out out there in the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know we kind of mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but I know you did rugby in secondary school slash high school. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you want to do at Exeter? Yeah. The the rugby is very competitive here. Like seriously, Exeter is one of the top like rugby unis. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I will, I didn't do, I've not done it this year because obviously COVID, we had a we had a massive lockdown in term one and then term two of it, we had a lockdown. So I didn't, we it just wasn't on, there was no sport. So next year, September, I will be doing rugby and athletics. Also surf society, which I'm looking forward to. Wait, what society? Surf society to so like surf. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. I just, you know, might as well meet some new people. Yeah. Yeah. Go put yourself out there. Yeah, dude. I'm doing with my friends, so I won't be completely alone. But yeah, Uh, that's dope, actually. Looking forward to that. Are you by the coast then? If you're doing like surf society, yeah, we're like we're like 
you can take a train. It's about five, about twenty minute train to the coast, to like the coast. You go to this place called Exmouth. It's near Exeter. Yeah, mm. one of the beaches we go through a lot. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Enjoyable. That's cool. Yeah, Great. surfing. That's definitely a really cool activity. Never done it before. Oh my uh, god! So you gotta try it. You gotta try it. It's so fun, man. I'd say it's like up there with one of the. It's so like doing it is like when you get it. When you get it, it's just so like one of the most satisfying feelings. Even if you're not like surfing like you know giant waves, even surfing tiny waves, like it's such a fun experience. Like, especially with friends, like I can imagine it would be so fun. Mm, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Catching those tides. Yeah, I mean, it looks easier than it is. It's it's definitely like one of those hard sports that you have to really learn how to do. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely harder than look. I'd say the like the actual part where you get on the board and you're catching a wave isn't as hard as people say it is but getting out there and getting in position that's probably the hardest part especially when you're in like rough rough seas because i obviously i i'm going to australia after i'm done with quarantine here and i'll be doing mm. some surfing there and I'll, i have like a beach near my my house and um the surfing there is it's pretty rough the waves just they just very like they're very like frequent you know mm. You get smashed a lot. I, I remember last, like a couple of years ago, when I was in Australia. I was surfing, you know, down at the beach, and I had the board in front of me, like um, it was perpendicular to me, so it was like that. Mm. And I was like going against the wave. Such a stupid idea now that I think about it. And it just a wave comes, and the board just smacks me in the face. I bust my whole lip open, bleeding. Ooh. Yeah, it wasn't a bad injury. It's annoying. I was just like I'm such an idiot. Like, why did I have the board in front of me? Mm. Yeah, surfing one on one. Hmm. Don't have yeah. the board in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Learned a valuable lesson in case I go surfing. Yeah. 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 That's pretty interesting. So um, I wanted to transition to uh, like your athletic background in sports, just sports okay. in general. Uh, how did you get into them? Like <sighs> rugby, sprinting, rugby. swimming? Well, okay. Um, sprinting I've been doing since I was like, I was quite young. Um, not because my parents wanted me to, but just because like, it's, I feel like it's quite a, um, and most schools, it's like you have sports day, obviously, it's a common, common thing to do. I think after like my first few sports days, when I was young, I'd say, you know, I don't know, year three or four, I was, you know, I was, I loved it. So obviously that transitioned into me joining, you know, clubs. And I'd say when I really got into it was probably Dubai, when I moved to Dubai. That's when I really got mm. into sport. Because I was at a school called Desk and mm. they were, they were very heavy in sport. And um, I was encouraged by my mom to do rugby. I didn't really want to do it because, you know, I was a little bit scared, you know, um, mm. but my mom encouraged me to do it. And I did um, athletics as well. I did athletics after rugby because um, I started doing rugby and my they, they realized I was quite fast. So they, they mm. you know, they encouraged me to join the uh, the um, athletics, you know, athletics team. And I got into that and I was, you know, pretty good at that. Um, got pretty good at rugby after a couple of years as well. Um mm. And I, I ended up, you know, I would go to PE lessons at desk and they would take me out of the PE lessons and I'll go to the gym. Um, I'll be training for, you know, the, the rugby tournaments coming up or, you know, an athletics event. And it was really competitive as well, like really competitive. Um, mm. I loved it, you know. And then I moved to Abu Dhabi and joined the rugby team here. Obviously not as big at Brighton, but. Yeah. <laughs> Understatement. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they start, you know, they obviously, Brighton doesn't have an athletics team, but I joined Ultimate Athletics uh, in, in Abu Dhabi, and that was good. Joined it with Mel. We did some running there. Did some. Mm. I also went to um, 
the year before I left um, Dubai, I went to Texas for some like I went for like a running thing. It was like in it was like a Michael Johnson performance camp. I obviously you probably know who he is, but he had his he has his facility there, and I went with like a bunch of people from Ultimate Athletics. It was good. It's good. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Sounds like a the tales of a gifted athlete, huh? Not as gifted as you. Not as gifted as you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, accurate. I was trying to be humble for a little bit, but uh. Yeah, I know. I can tell you were just like you know this guy thinks he's quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually want to get into the Michael Johnson performance camp. Uh, yeah. That was summer 2016, and Michael Damn. Johnson. Damn, you done yeah, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Johnson is the U.S. national record holder for, I think, the 200, 300, and 400 meters. And he's the former world record holder for the 400 meter race. He, yeah, he, he, he lost his 400 meter and 200 meter. But yeah, he's, he, held, oh, wow. he held it for a long time. Yeah. He held the 400 meter to like, I think, a couple of years ago. Hmm. He just lost it. I, I think it was, was it, I think it was the Olympics, maybe the 2016 games. I'm not sure. He lost it to a guy called Wade, Wade Van Dieke. He's South African. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the facility I went to was, um, it was amazing. Like there was some, like, it was like, obviously we weren't, we're not professional athletes, but there was like professional athletes there. There was like mm. rising like, kids like me there going there, you know, and training in it. It was just such a good experience. So, like they like taught us, like even the facilities they had, like they had these things where you would like, after you've done your training, you put these massive things on your legs and it would like suction cup your leg. And I mm. guess it was like, for recovery, I guess, to get rid of lactic acid or something. And they gave you protein shakes. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. I can only imagine just those kind of, I mean, one of the greatest sprinters of all time. Mm. I can imagine, I can only imagine what kind of facilities, you know, yeah. could have had and staff the kind of experience well, like, you would have had. Yeah. The staff were incredible as well. Yeah. There was yeah. so many staff, like ex sprinters and whatnot, just like, and they showed us like, tapes of like them training like even michael johnson or even like upcoming professional sprinters it was incredible wow. yeah yeah sounds like invaluable great experience summer. for like an athlete great. yeah great summer i wouldn't I say I'm very, yeah i wouldn't say i'm a very technical sprinter i'm just more just very quick i'd say i, I don't really have a i wouldn't say people would like if if, if like a professional runner watched me they wouldn't say look he's got great technique they'd probably just say yeah he's quick you know but, yeah. raw athleticism Right. Not as raw as yours, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was reading that six athletes from the Ultimate Athletics Club were chosen to go. Uh, yeah. Why do you think you were chosen as one of the six? It, was, it wasn't really like a competitive like choosing um, because obviously it was, like, it was like, a, like a serious trip to the U.S. You know, it's not a short journey. Um, mm. But um, yeah, I, I guess I was picked because i'm quite quick you know i'm good at 100 meters you know good at 200 um yeah i just i'm just naturally i don't want to like boast but yeah I'm, no no i'm fast <laughs> what can i say yeah yeah all, all banter aside like for the listener who doesn't know who lucas is like he is pretty fast he's actually the fastest person in our school's history which we'll get into later uh, that's a bit controversial because he'd never raced me before, so <laughs> we don't know. But you know, we'll see. Thank God you were on the sidelines. I was sweating. You know, a couple of days before, I was like, "Timmy didn't. Hopefully, Timmy doesn't sign up." You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted you to have your moment of glory, so I don't want to, you know, embarrass you out well, there. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, where in Texas was it? It was Houston. Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm from was, Houston. You know what? Everything in in, in Texas is bigger. Because we were mm. in a hotel. And I wasn't expecting like the nicest hotel. My God, it was my broom was huge. Huge. And I went up. We had an IHOP down the road. Oh, my God, bro. I've never had such food like IHOP in the U.S. Bro. Yeah. Iced tea, pancakes, waffles, fried chicken. Oh, my God, dude. I can mm. like I never forgot that the IHOP I had because it was it was the best pancakes I've ever had. Mm. I think it's probably because it's terrible for you. I absolutely <laughs> terrible for you. But it was so good, man. It was so good. Yeah. 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 I mean, IHOP is probably my favorite breakfast chain i remember being really? in the I, u.s i'm not surprised i'm not yeah. surprised yeah i mean their pancakes are amazing and like you said they're probably killing us slowly but you yeah. know they're extremely tasty oh, and so as someone who lived in texas for eight years i can it's, I, I agree with you everything is much larger in texas goes down to houses portion sizes i'm sure the place they brought you were like full of oh. food they were huge, like mm. huge pan. Like there was like eight pancakes stacked up. It was ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Great. Yeah, summer. Texas is a. It's a nice place to live, but yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people are moving to Texas from from Cali because of you know obviously there's the taxes. I know Joe Rogan. I don't know if you know who he is, but he he moved from um, California to Texas because of the serious like taxes they have in California. Mm. Yeah. I know I know who Joe Rogan is, but I didn't. I know I've listened to some of his podcast episodes, but yeah. I don't follow him like that. So I didn't know who's going yeah. to Texas. Yeah, he he moves Texas. A lot of people moving Texas. Texas, I think. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And people are fed up. Was he in? You said he was in California. Was he in Los Angeles? I think he was in LA. Yeah. 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 People are really fed up with you know, LA. I feel like especially with the taxes in California and they the traffic. They have really, like, they have serious taxes in LA, don't they? Or in, like, mm, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In Texas, they're more lax when it comes to that kind of stuff, so it's an attractive place to go to. Yeah, it's huge lie. as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, plenty of space, plenty of flat land. Yeah, mm. yeah. The houses as well. Oh my god, I've seen like photos. Like, it's like you know when you see like a stereotypical house online. That is Texas, isn't it? Like. You know, like a proper, like proper huge house, front yard, like it looks like a proper suburb. Like a, it's, it looks nice. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like, there's a specific look when it comes to suburban Texan homes. Yeah. They all kind of look the same, but all look a little different. You know, yeah. there's a certain, so huge. <laughs> yeah, certain vibe to them. It's yeah. a nice place. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. Mm. So I want to transition to sprinting out our school and how you you know showcased your sprinting capabilities at brighton mm -hmm. so you went off so there's a there's another guy who from our school is really fast yeah and um he's three grades slash three years below us oh, don't bring that up well oh, okay but he's actually <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. in all fairness though he's very developed physically for his age like he could be he could be I in our year not. group if he was in year 13, there is no way I would have beat him. No way. Oh, yeah. I yeah, because... So. Unless he, like, like somehow stops, like, maturing and, like, developing. There's no way I beat him 
like and in at 18 or above like like he's talented like seriously talented yeah he's, mm. good. he's a very good runner that's what i was trying to say i didn't mean to discredit you by saying he's three years no old. it's fine just, no. i i yeah i'm very you know i understand yeah yeah but you went up against him twice, so I think once in 2019 and the second time was in 2020, correct? Yeah, yeah. So the reason why they went up, like they went up against each other in 2019 was because uh, we have this thing called Sports Day. It's this very big sporting event in our school. It's athletics. It's field and track events that we do at the New York at New York Abu Dhabi's stadium, and we're there for the entire day. It's meant to be really fun. It is pretty fun. Uh, I'm usually the one watching on the sidelines, but um, Thank God. the most fun part is the, or the highlight events are the sprints. So 200 meters, 100 meters. Um, obviously, Lucas does a lot of those events because he's the fastest person in our school. But also this individual who we're, we're mentioning is also very fast. So I believe the, Lucas and the other guy clocked the two fastest times. In the whole event so they had them face off against each other in like a battle of the races event at the very end tell me how that experience was like because you weren't successful the first time around do you know what the first time i was i had just done like the 200 meter like um what was it what was it like the 200 meter it was like every person from, a person from each year group would do would be placed into a 200 meter relay and mm. That was that was right before the last event which was it wasn't even like scheduled at that point like it was just you know kind of on the fly they made it mm. up so i had done the 200 meter just before that and he had as well so i'm not making excuses yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah um just done that and then mr brett our you know, head of pe was like do you want to race david and i was like okay you know i'm not gonna like obviously i'm gonna do it you know i, I would prove myself you know yeah, I love a good race, and um, it was close, but I lost. I lost, you know. Mm. I lost. It was it was very close, though. They have obviously we have photo finished. That was a very close race. Um, I was surprised to be honest. I thought I was going to smoke him. I'm going to be honest. First, year, first time we raced, I was like, "There's no way this kid beats me. Uh, there's no uh-huh. way." Like I, I thought I was going to smoke him, and he surprised me because he was very fast, faster than me that that race, you know. Um, yeah. So next year, the next year when they, when everyone was, it was like quite a big build up. Everyone's like, are you going to race David again? And I was like, yes, of course. Um, I was like, there's no way I'm losing to this kid again. No way. Mm. Like it's my last year. Imagine I lost. That would have been so bad. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get another chance to race him. Uh. So I was, you know, and as well, even that year we had just done, I was like, I had just done the 200, I think it was a hundred meter that time, not 200. So I was not as tired. But it was a hundred. I just I was like doing my last race, did, done all my hundred meter, won everything, blah blah blah. Mm. Going into the last event, hundred meter relay, um, just did it. Was very tired. Hurt, actually hurt my hamstring because um, I, not like bad, just like tweaked it. You know, I just needed a couple minutes to like you know stretch it out. And mm. Mr. Brett goes, "Okay, now you're gonna race David right now." And I was like, "Oh, it's happening again. I'm I'm gonna be tired again for the race." Um, mm. I, to be fair, I think he was tired as well. So, um, mm. and then we, we ended up racing, and I was I was tight, like I was really tight, like going into the race, like I could, like my heart was still pounding, and like my legs felt like jelly. Um, mm. But I guess the adrenaline just put me, pushed me through, you know. And I mm. ended up getting a W. So, yeah, good stuff. That was. I wasn't very humble at the end. I was very. As soon as I found out I won, I was 
you know, I was, you know, I, I wasn't a humble. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I not to him. Obviously, I was, you know, I was respectful to him, but I was like, you know, I was like, yes, you know, I was screaming, you know, yes, just one, yeah. No, fair enough. Because, I mean, most maybe some of the listeners don't know, but in that final race in twenty twenty, with when it was you against him, everyone, which was by everyone, that's everyone from like your seventh to your thirteen, so sixth grade through twelfth grade, was in the stands focusing on this one event. So it was a really big deal. All eyes were on you two. A lot of focus was on you, and it was on you, and you won the race. So. I mean, you're going to have some sort of like an adrenaline dump, which was yeah. you yeah. Be, being celebratory, which I can't really knock you for that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I just wish I was yeah. a, bit, a little bit more humble, you know, just like shake it off. You know, you know, I expected it. I wish I was like, oh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but I Easy money. Like, I wasn't yeah. like that at all. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember for the first time you guys raced before it was like a big thing. This is in 2019. Yeah. I was looking at you from the stands, and I was like, "He looks gassed." You, I was, gassed. I was yeah. gassed. Yeah. Before you even started, so I was like, "And you know, the guy you went up against is in my house, so I've seen him yeah. run. I know he's really fast." So I was like, "Ooh, this could be close." I still have Lucas winning because I know he's really fast, but a it's lot of people be really didn't close. have me winning the first time. Oh, really? Which is fair enough. I did lose, but that, I don't know. That surprised me a little bit. I'd expect, you know, mm. I mean, yeah, being you know makes sense <laughs> now but he's he's uh yeah, ahead of his age he's tall <laughs> man he's like six what six one he's probably taller now yeah Big probably. yeah 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 very like yeah. developed physically yeah, very athletic yeah he's an athletic yeah guy. he's in the football team as well isn't he yeah 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 nice guy, sure. nice, guy yeah. nice guy he seems like a good yeah. guy yeah nice guy yeah, yeah. but 2020 i remember uh, for the the second for the rematch man the guys are clowning you saying like oh, oh he smoked you oh, last time you know <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine if i lost that the amount of yeah. oh my god the amount of you know what i would have got from like salah kareem yeah i've actually i've got a video of of me like running just my 100 meter but like someone videoed it i think it was salah i'm not sure but huh. it's just all my friends just just like Oh, he's done. He's done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm quite glad I couldn't hear them. Probably would have, you know, demotivated me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 They, they like to uh, folks have some fun a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's very common, wasn't it? Six form. Mm. The jabs. The jabs are real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Six form is just like a, a trash talking fest <laughs> amongst <laughs> guys, at least. Carla was, you know, probably the main instigator of trash talk at six form. That guy, he just, he just won't stop, will he? Even now, he messages me and he's trash talking me. Like, <laughs> days. Yeah, bit of friendly banter seems friendly like. Banter. Yeah, yeah. There's something mesmerizing about watching sp- people who are really good at what they do do it, and that's kind of what I felt when I saw you go up against. Whenever I watched you run, or when I watched David run, like yeah. those super athletic guys just. It's just so mesmerizing how you guys just run across the track and do it so easily and the speed and the technique, or maybe not yeah. the technique for you, just the athleticism. I'd say uh, probably both of us, our technique's not great, but you know, hmm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Is, I can, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I remember watching him do long jump, like his athleticism was like so high that he would, he would, he was so good at it. It was, you know, it's impressive. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are just, 
gifted and they're dedicated to the grind, so they end up doing well in sports events. Yeah. So yeah, I can't I can't even knock them for that. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to transition to the oldest world bowl. That's the part of the podcast where we ask you some off the cuff questions. They might be related to what we we're talking about, or they might be completely unrelated to what we were talking okay. about. Okay. But yeah. So who are some I know you listen to some UK grime, right? Yeah, I listen to, I listen to a lot of not much anymore. You know, I've gone off a bit, but Dave, I mm. do love Dave. He's Dave is good. Like I love Dave. Mm. I was listening to a lot of Stormzy back in the day as well. Like last year, year thirteen, I was big into Stormzy. Loved a bit mm. of Stormzy. Yeah. Well, yeah. you kinda already answered my question. I was gonna ask uh who are the top three UK grime artists you should look out for. So I assume you would put Dave and Stormzy. I put Dave, Stormzy. Um, who else would I put? Top three. Ooh. Ah, I don't know. Mm, well, I would skip some. Skip, skip has got some good songs, but I wouldn't put him top three. Um, mm. Yeah, but Dave. I'd say Dave and um, Stormzy are probably my favorite. I'd say grime, like compared to like US rap, is more. I'd say it's a more lyrical. Whereas US rap is more like you can you can get into it more. I'd say like the the B is very good. Like like you can, it's very addictive. I'd say US US rap, but like the lyrics for some songs US rap like, just terrible. Like just awful. Like I don't know if you heard this song, but it's like there was this lyric. I don't even know what it was called, but my friend was playing it. It was had the funniest lyric. It was like Uzi, I am proud of you. It's like it's like and then he said like I said I'm proud of you. It's so like it's like what like what are you talking about like there's no like meaning behind it it's just literally it's completely just random stuff being thrown out yeah i remember you said similar when we were in high school and i i somewhat agree somewhat disagree i wouldn't say u.s rap is like that because i feel like there's so much variation when it comes to there's you know, some yeah yeah i think it's quite a bit uh when it comes to like u.s rappers but I think there's a certain kind of rap, or certain groups of rappers like the Lil Somethings, who you know Six kind nine. of rap about nothing, huh? Six Nine as well. I don't, I've listened to some of Six Nine songs. I'm just like, what is this? Like, this is horrible. Yeah, that's definitely not the best <laughs> representation how, of U.S. I don't know rap. How people like that, like, and I have friends that like that. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Like, how how can you <laughs> listen to that? It's little ear cancer. It's horrible. Yeah. I think even Takashi Six Nine says that his music is trash, but he says it's hot trash, so people listen to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because it's different. I've seen his music videos, and his music videos are definitely different. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's not even yeah. start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, secondly, you've done a lot of training for sports. What's one important lesson you've learned when it comes to the athletic grind? consistency mm. you got to be consistent just like most things if you don't if you're not consistent you can train as hard as you want for like a week and you know you can't it won't do anything you have to be consistent like you have to put months of training in if you want to like make actual like changes like even mm. going to the gym if you want to like if you want to make progress in the gym physically or like even improving your like 100 meter time you need to be consistent like, and like consistently doing the same thing like over and over over again I'd say consistency is the main thing for most for most sports. You need to be consistent. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and yeah, just consistency, momentum for anything you want to get better at. Like you yeah. need those two things. So. Even school as well, you got to be consistent. 
For sure, yeah. And it's hard, and especially in high school when you have like no time to really do anything to like consistently allocate time towards getting better at a skill you're juggling so much yeah. but uh i mean clearly you've done it well in uh sports and uh, and studies so looks like it's working well for you i try i try i say <laughs> this year, I, you know i haven't been you know working as i don't i definitely haven't been working as hard this year but i, I think that's probably for the best like i'd say year 13 i worked i was pushing my limit you know in terms of studying not like sport, mm. but studying, I was pushing my limit, but yeah, definitely need to be consistent with things you do. Yeah. Yeah, you were grinding. I remember I saw you doing that. Yeah. So I was doing my thing. I was doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's something you've been curious about as of late? Curious about? Yes. Ooh. Do you know what? I've been curious about. I've been, I've probably been the most curious about what next year's going to be like, like my next year of uni. Like I've been thinking mm. about it, but like, like with hopefully no COVID, but with no COVID, what, what is like university life actually like, you know, like mm. going to societies and actually going to, going to lectures and using, doing like practicals and stuff. Like what is, I haven't experienced that at all. And I'm just, you know, even like next year I'll be like sharing a house, like, that's mm. you know, that's crazy like an actual house with my friends that's mad like that's a madness I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot yeah that's that's something i'm curious about yeah yeah as far as I've, been, I've been thinking i was like watching a podcast the other day mm. Dude, there's this crazy crazy thing it's it's quite like a like off topic thing but rats bro rats there's like a i was like mm. i was watching a podcast there's, there's, there's a virus in rats that like attracts them like sexually to cats cats pee cats urine they're attracted Whoa. to cats urine do you know why it's so it's because the only way the virus can like duplicate is in a cat's like body so the virus like that's crazy like that's like, <sighs> that's just something i've been thinking about, about as well as like like other stupid stuff like like how, if ideas are like viruses because like do we make our, do we make like are these ideas do we make them or is it like something else is like you know putting this into our head i don't know just like very like deep th stuff like that <laughs> stupid stuff like that i don't know yeah i wouldn't say it's stupid it's just yeah. um just abstract you know it's just yeah. yeah yeah i guess i guess in quarantine i don't really have a lot to do so i've been you know thinking about weird stuff so yeah mm. yeah yeah it's just kind of i think i'm kind of similar in, in that sense like when it comes to the way I think, uh, I just have like random thoughts that pop into my head, and then I don't know. <laughs> it's just yeah. weird and like out there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I have been thinking about how next year is gonna be like because I'm gonna be in a suite with five other guys, so just... I'm gonna be living with people instead of living in a dorm by myself. Yeah. So I think that would be a good experience. And then, you know, COVID regulations will hopefully be um, less strict. Yeah. So it should be a movie next year. It should be a movie for you too, especially. I hope, movie. I hope it's being the UK. As no, I enjoyed Freshie. I did enjoy Freshie. It was very. It was. I'd say it was probably the. Do you, want, do you want to know a mad story? I don't know if I told you this. Did you, did you hear about the bomb in Exeter? Yeah, you told me. It's that's crazy, man. Mm. Like that was literally like a hundred, probably less than a hundred meters away from where I was like sleeping. Mm. That is like that is mad. Like there's a, a World War Two bomb. Did you just, did you see the video? 
Yeah, yeah, you posted it. I saw it. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. And that was, that was like that was a controlled explosion. Mm. Imagine what it would have been like if it just went off. Yeah, I mean, just for the audience who may not know about it, you said that there was a world a bomb from a world war that was trapped under yeah. was it your residential building or a nearby was, one? It was it was in our res it was like out, just outside of our residential, but it's like I'm on the corner of the residential area, so it was like uh, it was probably about fifty meters away from where I sleep. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, it could have been bad. I mean, that's crazy. The day that happened, it was one of the weirdest days of my life because I was like going up to the to going up to campus to study, um, and I was walking up the hill and I just see twenty like you know university like employees in like you know, visa visors or whatever they're called. And they're running down the hill, like with their radios, like screaming into their radios. I'm like, what's going on? I mm. didn't think much of it at the time when I went up and I was, I was studying and I just get like a message on my phone, like, like hundreds of, like not hundreds, but like tens of messages from friends and like videos of like people surrounding the area because they found a bomb and we got, mm. we got evacuated from our building. We were at a hotel for two weeks. Um, yeah, it was, and we got literally moved accommodation for the rest of the term. It was crazy, mm. and like the hole as well. After walked past mm. it, so all crazy, crazy, crazy mm. time. Yeah, at least they're able to handle it safely, you know, because yeah. that could have been really, a really bad, you know, accident. So Can you imagine yeah. if it went off? Yeah, yeah, that would have been horrible. Yeah, the video was. There's so many videos of it. And I just can't believe how big it was. Like, I didn't expect it to be that big you know yeah so um thanks lucas for coming on the podcast you know this wraps up our episode episode 14 thank you for having me appreciate it appreciate yeah it. no problem yeah no worries dude uh this episode is available on spotify youtube apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. and if you're watching this on youtube or if you're watching this anywhere really our socials are linked in the description thank you guys for listening and peace